Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How are you doing, buddy? I've had uh, I've had better weeks, man. I hear that. Uh, had better. I've, I've, I've had a very bad week, and we'll get to that in a minute. How are you doing? I'm stressed a little bit. There's a lot of uh, events. I won't go into details, but a lot of stuff with, with uh, parent health, and uh, it's... Um, it's just a little overwhelming. It's a lot to process, a little overwhelming, but uh, you know that term uh, that that life likes to throw a curveball? Well, I think life yeah. likes to bean me in the fucking head. Oh. <laughs> but But not trying to put you on base. It's trying to take you out of the game. I, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> Give me a small concussion. I don't know. Yeah, it was just it's been it's just been a heavy, a hot and heavy week. So, but yeah. I, but yeah, it's uh. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor, Josh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk about what you want to talk about, and uh, I'm gonna listen. Yeah. To All right. Um. <sighs> So, as I've mentioned on this podcast multiple times, I'm uh, heavily involved with a community called the Realm of Collectors. And, you know, it, it's, as we've said, it's more than just a Facebook group. It's a family. And, unfortunately, this week, this past week, we lost an incredible an incredible person in our family. Um, uh, somebody who I'd become good friends with had been becoming very good friends with over the past six months, uh, who I met for the first time in October in 2018 in Chicago, at my first TFCon. And he was the first person to come up to me and introduce himself. And he knew who I was because of, what I went through and he knew my story. Uh, our, our friend who we affectionately knew and referred to as New York Mike, uh, passed away suddenly, unexpectedly Thursday morning. Um, and it's really hit a lot of us very, very hard. He had just turned 41 years old. And the as as devastating as it is, it's even more tragic that he's left behind a nine-year-old son named Jaden. And Jaden and Mike, uh, Jaden was the absolute love of Mike's life. Everything he did in this world, he did for his son. 
he put his son before everything. He loved his son so much. That little boy, just a beautiful little boy and a beautiful smile. And that's one thing I got to say about Mike. I never, ever saw him without a smile on his face. Ever. And uh, it was just so down to earth. And he knew how to talk to anybody. He could have a conversation with anybody and make them feel like he, you had known him for years. Um, it, it's hit a lot of us really hard. It's been absolutely heart-wrenching and devastating. Um, Mike's sister has set up a GoFundMe um, because Mike, um, he had a gigantic collection and a lot of people are like, we want to help buy his collection, buy pieces from it and the funds go towards his son, things like that. That's going to take so much time. I mean, that's literally going to take years of effort because it is so large. Uh, and it's going to take a lot of people volunteering and helping out. And I know there are people doing so. But uh, Jaden is a special needs child. Um, he requires very strict, structured social interaction with his teacher and therapist on a rigorous basis. And that's expensive. Um, so Mike's sister started a GoFundMe uh, to raise money for Jaden, for Jaden's needs, for his education, for his future. And we, um, as of right now, and it's only been active for about 36 hours as of right now looking at this at 1:52 a.m eastern time 147 people have donated twenty six thousand three hundred and twenty five dollars god damn and that's incredible and you know i get paid friday and when this goes live and that's when I'm going to make my contribution, just one of my contributions. It's overwhelming to see in that span of time, how much support has come in. Uh, dude, I, it, it's killing me. It's killing me. Uh, it's, 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 it's killing a lot of us. So it's just so heartbreaking, but to see that, that 147 people have donated that much in that amount of time. It's incredible. What I'm going to do when we post the show at the bottom of the show notes, the very first link will be the link to the GoFundMe for Mike's son, Jaden. And if you are in a position to where you can help, even if it's just a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever is in your heart that you can afford to give, I'm begging you, please, to help this family out because an incredible father was taken out of this world. 
way too fucking soon. And I miss my friend. It's not fucking fair, man. It's not fucking fair. But I just, uh, I wanted to put that out there because our family is hurting. Our community, you know, the realm, we're, we're hurting. We're, we're all heartbroken. Mike's family is hurting. And there's nothing that was more important in this world to Mike than Jaden. And Mike was an incredibly important person to a lot of us. And we just ask that if you can, and if you are in a position where you can't, just please help. And that's uh, that's all I got about that. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I, know, I, I can absolutely hear it. It's it's tearing you apart. Um, and guys, like Josh said, there's going to be a link down below. And if you can, please help. Um, do you want to do you want to take a minute, Josh? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. All right. I just uh, you know, this one of the hardest times I've ever left in recent memory. Uh, I showed I showed you uh, the link where a bunch of us were in that hangout one night, and Nick oh, fell yeah. over in his chair. Yeah. That's one of the nights I've laughed the hardest, and Mike was Mike was in that video. Me and Jason, Mike and EE, and Brammer. And, dude, we were just in tears. We were laughing so hard. And that is one of my absolute most favorite moments uh, that I got to share with him. Yeah. You know, it, it, it sucks, you know, it, because this pandemic has robbed us of time yeah incredibly important time uh, there were two things that i had to skip out on this year already that were postponed or canceled that we would have been together at and it sucks and it hurts because now i'm not going to be able to see him at those events anymore and it yeah, and if it weren't for this pandemic, I could have at least seen him those two more times in person. Um, so please, we all want life to return to normal, and it's going to be trying. Um, during this pandemic, until there's an effective treatment or cure, vaccine. So please, everybody. Please wear a mask. Protect others. Um, yeah, it's, that's, it's, uh, it's rough. It's rough. It's a, it's a constant uh, battle with people. It's... Well... Um, <laughs> let's, let's... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if this is your first podcast, uh, welcome. Um we're very sorry to drop something so heavy at the beginning. If look, if this is your first podcast, listen to this and and this is a bit of a surprise. Um, we have other podcasts. We have over a hundred podcasts or episodes you can listen to. 
yeah, just this is episode. Needed to have a heavy moment at the beginning. Yeah, uh, this is episode one ten. Uh, yeah, just is- uh, unfortunately, life's not always fair, and sometimes we have to talk about it, especially yep. when it's something important to us. Exactly. Or someone important to us. We're going to talk about it. And, you know, if if any of our listeners out there, if you're having a hard time and you need somebody to talk to and you feel you don't have anybody to talk to, hit us up. Yeah. Hit us up. Um, Like, I'm I'm, I'm busy. And if you hit me up on, like, Discord and I don't respond right away or for Twitter or whatever. Just know that I will eventually see it, and I will I will contact you. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, well, if this is your first episode, uh, Josh and I have been having it, it's been a rough like couple months, few months actually, uh, due to COVID yeah. and everything else going on. So we were doing uninhibited for a while, which is where we just talk about whatever we want. But what we originally did this podcast for was Josh and I would watch two shows in their entirety on any on an internet streaming platform like Netflix, Amazon Prime, uh, YouTube Premium now. Um, and we would just give our thoughts and impressions. Thoughts and impressions. Uh, however, we've been kind of very selective about that for, the, for a little while, and I, I don't know when that'll return exactly to normal, but we decided we wanted to review something that we both really enjoy. Um, and that was the show dark, which is a German show. Um, but season one and two are out already. We watched them and reviewed those. Uh, you can find those episodes on our website. Um, in fact, um, season one, I think was in our very, it was either episode seven or eight that we yeah. reviewed it. Yeah. So it was very early on. Which is fucking nuts to think about. Um, we, we've been doing this podcast as long as that show's been around. Uh, but yeah. Hey, since before. You know, our, because our we... before. Yeah, well, yeah. I was, I, was, I was just thinking like roughly same time frame, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because we reviewed it right after it came out. Um, yeah. But yeah, season Ooh. three came out. Season three had its finale, um, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to kind of yeah. go into in depth about the plot overall because it is. And it this is was the, the, yeah, it was the series finale. It was designed and set up three seasons, or three cycles, as they referred to it, um, to tell this story, and it's a gripping story. And there yeah. are some holy shit moments, and there's some absolute moments of genius in this story over the course of all three seasons. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. There's. It's, it's so funny because the first two seasons, it there there are times when it gets very confusing, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, and then season two rolls around. You're like, okay, they're they're opening up this, they're unraveling this a little bit more, but it's still a little bit. You're like, I, I don't know. Like, there's a few things that are still a mystery. And then three rolls around and goes, fuck all that. Have fun. Like it's weird. We're we're turning it up on its head. Yeah. 
I think that was I think that was our, our impression by the in, the last scene of episode of season two, was when uh, uh, oh my god what's her name drawing a complete blank a, uh, it's um, Jonas Martha. and blah 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 Martha thank you Jesus uh, Martha yeah Martha shows up and uh, she goes uh, she did like what she says was that it's not when it's where like there's multiple worlds or something like that. Uh, she yeah he said was well, he says what time are you from she's like it's not what time i'm from it's what world i'm from that's right that's right i couldn't remember the exact quote i just know that like i remember us thinking like wait is this not a time travel show and uh season three went yes no <laughs> did you see that ending coming at all Josh? Not entirely that way. Okay. Yeah. You can can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I didn't I, I saw parts of it, but there was no way I was able to predict that entire ending as it was. But what they had to do, I thought something along the lines was gonna have to happen in that, but not in the way that I thought. Yeah. Um you you basically you find out in this uh because in this third season you, at the end of the second season you find out there's another world and in this third season you find out yeah we're viewing two worlds. But there were little hints throughout the season that are like wait that's not like what we've seen in either world that made me start thinking there's a third world. Right. Right. And I was thinking that somehow they were going to have to come together and unite the worlds, merge the worlds into one. And that's kind of what they had to do, but not yeah, exactly. Right. Um, oh, that's, that's the thing about this is like, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but this is an incredibly unique way to do a time travel story. Absolutely. But I'll I'll dive into that in, in more in a little bit because um, I will say this. I do have a criticism. Um, okay. I don't like the absolute definite, like the, the thing I disliked the most about the show Enterprise was that the whole thing was on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. It felt like the show didn't matter at all. Um, I kind of get the feeling like that from this ending. Hmm. Uh, I'll explain why. Um, okay. Because every character that we met, just about every character, um, every person that was an integral to the plot, every twist and turn with those characters, none of it mattered. But it did. Because... Well, they made all the problems about them. Initially, they're like, we have to reverse this. We have to save everyone. And it came, became so much more about, okay, now I have to win. Now my side has to win. This is not about saving everyone anymore. And the manipulation 
and the people that it affected and their actions and how it caused certain people to become in to basically exist because of their actions and how intricate that actually ended up being overall. Well, that's, I think, and, that's my and you eliminate, you eliminate those people and it's just like, okay, there were really only a, like three super important people at the end left. Um, well, well, that's, four, that's... four, four, four uh, out of the six that were shown, but all of that wouldn't have happened period. If it hadn't have been for all the other characters that were involved. So no, I mean, I, I, and that way, that's why they're important. Well, that's, I, and then again, that's why I said, I kind of get that feeling, not directly get that feeling because the end is the ending maybe defended it. And it, it's, it, there is no, Oh God, I'm trying, I'm trying to process this correctly. There was no like wiggle room. There was no uh, abstract ending to make you think. Well, what if? No, this is boom. This is how it ends. This is right. what and happens. And I think, I think as a, as a single entity of Dark, if you were to sit and watch all three seasons in one sitting, it'd be a great fucking ending. But I think oh, when, yeah. you have a, when you have a show like this and it stretches for so long, that ending kind of feels like I don't want to rewatch the show. Like I don't want to sit okay. through all that again because I know how the ending is. Where if I th if it was just a film, it wouldn't be as mm. as 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 like I like I want to watch uh, Fight Club again. That movie is fun to watch again, but I don't mm -hmm. want to sit through Dark again. Mm. Even though it's an incredible story and the payoff is just like holy shit. Well, that's that's exactly. I think, it's, I think it's the time the time investment to the ending. Yeah, because it, it's ten hours, ten episodes, ten one hour episodes of season one, eight one hour episodes of season two, and eight one hour episodes of season three, and a couple of them are like an hour and ten minutes. Right. So I think you're looking at twenty six to twenty eight, twenty six to twenty seven hours total viewing time. Yeah. So and I, I think you know. I think if I was to if I was to watch that on um, if I was to watch that for my first time in the whole run through, I'd be like, that was dope, which I did technically. But yeah. that's more like I'd be like, oh, that's great. Uh, but as a like uh, second time viewing, I just I watch the characters. And I'm like, well, I know that they uh, were spoiler alert, guys, whatever. I know that they don't exist. And that kind well, of, but they do exist, though. Okay, that okay. You're throwing me off. How do they still exist? They literally disappeared. Well, yeah, but not when you start out watching it. They're still existing then. I know. I, I know. got that. I got that. <laughs> but I, but because I because what you're I saying know. is because you know what happens, and you're going and watching it. And you're like, well, this guy's not even real, but he was real. He was absolutely real. Sure, he was real, <clears throat> but the stories—that's—that's that's the other thing—is the stories that were being told, and and a lot of that show just seemed a little uh, less impactful in the end. 
Really? Again, this isn't like an, an extremely like super fucking important critique because the show's great from beginning to end. But again, oh, absolutely. sitting through that that entire series again for that ending, it just isn't worth it to me to watch it a second time. No, That's no, I, I see what you're saying there. Now, me, I want to, after seeing it, I want to go back and watch it again and see what I missed the first time through um, and see what they did in season three, see what little, if there were any foreshadowing in season three. Uh, I was watching, Misty and I were watching an interview with uh, the actor and actress that played Jonas and Martha. Um, and they were talking about, there were like halfway done shooting season three and they still nobody knew how it was going to end except the writers and they wouldn't get their scripts until the episode itself was filming. And then of course they didn't even know what the definitive ending was because they would film their scenes and everything. And you know, they wouldn't have knowledge. So they didn't see how the show ended until last week. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it's dude, and they did that. They did that so you know the characters would have like more genuine emotional reactions, yeah, uh, without prior knowledge. And that's, I think, that's a pretty cool, effective thing to do. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, essentially it's what uh, uh, George Lucas did with uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh no, I'm sorry, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back with the Luke Vader scene, yeah. Yeah, literally, like, the only people that knew about that before the movie aired was, like, the editor, uh, uh, George, uh, Mark, and... And Mark uh, Hamill. uh, Oh, that's it. Well, James Earl Jones, yeah, but he didn't until he recorded the dialogue line, and that wasn't until just a couple of months before the movie premiered. That's what I was saying, is at the movie premiere, those are the only four people, like, or five people to know. I don't know how many editors saw that scene. So, just just the according to Mark Hamill and uh, just him, Lucas, and uh, one uh, one other person, and James Earl Jones. So, okay, well, I guess that was the and, and, and Lucas or uh, uh, it was Lucas Kirshner. Wasn't even the editor. It was uh, it was Kirshner, the director. It was Lucas so they- Kirshner Hamill. And then James Earl Jones afterwards so, when he so recorded the dialogue. Oh, that's right. Because they wouldn't, huh? Well, it, then, then I guess George and Kirshner edited the scene themselves. So that way nobody would find out. Pretty much. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's how this, uh, that's, that's it definitely sounds like that's how these guys are. Um, uh, running their business they um yeah they don't still want anyone to know the ending they don't want to spoil anything so maybe that's what the russo brothers need to do with fucking tom holland um <laughs> and actually mark they kind of did yeah well mark's a different story because mark is just mark is just a lovable dumb fuck um and tom holland isn't <laughs> tom holland's excitable oh that's, okay that's the difference so um but uh, did you hear what they did to Tom Holland, by the way, with Endgame? Uh, probably did, but 
refresh my memory. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Endgame, because good lord, it's been out for a while. It's on Disney Plus for, and you get a free month. So, what are you doing? Um, at uh, Tony Stark's funeral, uh, and you see all those characters standing around, you know, mourning Tony Stark or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the Russo brothers told Tom Holland it was a wedding. Wow. And they were like, well, we can't tell you who which characters. Wow. Yeah. That I had not heard. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he said that in a, like some late night talk show interview. And then the Russo That's brothers funny. were asked like a month later and they were like, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had to do something because he just kept spilling the beans. <laughs> um. All right. But yeah, well, so let's let's talk about the plot of season three. See that now. That's my thing right there. Like I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just. Well, you can't talk about it without talking about elements from season one and two, of course. Right. Now at and at season in season two, we discovered at the end of it, you know, uh, that the apocalypse is happening. The world's coming to an end and everybody's trying to escape it or trying to prevent it. Uh, Future Jonas is trying to, uh, well, at the end of season one, he was trying to close the portal and he did. But the problem is it was reopened a year later and, you know, uh, but you see this mysterious figure from the future calling himself Adam. And Adam tells Jonas, you know, he has to uh, he has to ensure that certain tasks are done. And then other people are coming up to him on his journey and saying, no, we have to do it this way. And you find out this has just been a never-ending loop. Everything has to occur the exact same way each time in order to um, the apocalypse must happen. It's inevitable. It has to happen. And Jonas cannot figure it out, understand why. And he's like, well, everything will make sense when it's time for you to understand everything. And then you find out that Adam is a future Jonas. And he doesn't want to believe it. And of course, you know, you as a viewer are probably thinking, no, there's no way. You know, and now he's like, I'm not going to become that. And he's trying to undo that. And then, of course, the apocalypse still occurs like it was supposed to. And at the end of season two, Martha's killed by Adam in front of Jonas. And he's like, I'm sorry, but it has to be this way. And then Jonas is left there. And then at the end of it, you see another version of Martha appear, and he looks down the floor and looks at her. He's like, what time are you from? And she's like, it's not what time I'm from, it's what world. And then boom, she whisks him away right as the destructive force tears into his house. And it picks up where it left off, and he is now in another world. He's in another, it's an alternate universe version where he doesn't exist. But we find out that 
the people in this world, there are certain people in this world that are just like in the other world. They're following a certain set of guidelines, a certain set of instructions to present to prevent the apocalypse from happening in their world. And it happens like seven or eight months earlier in this world than it does in the main world, Jonas's world. Um, so now you have two factions and Jonas is like, well, which world do I save? How do I save everyone in my world? And, you know, that world's Martha is like, well, I want to save everyone in my world too. And they're trying to help each other early on. And then you find out, oh shit, future Martha is this woman called Eve and she is controlling everything that's happening in this world. So it's like they're the future selves of their respective worlds have been battling themselves for infinity at this point. And it, it, because they have to ensure everything happens, everything stays the same so they can ensure that the next time there's something they can do in the equation to change it to prevent the apocalypse from happening and killing everyone. But if it becomes clear that, okay, it's not going to change this time, then they make sure that it happens again. It's fucking mind-blowing. And now not only do you have uh, Jonas, who's just himself because he doesn't exist in the other world, uh, you're like, well, how does he not exist in the other world? Well, in the other world, Nickel never went back in time. So, of course, Jonas doesn't exist. But now you have these mysterious characters, the unknown. Who are they? And it's made immediately clear there are three iterations of the same character. And they all have a uh, cleft lip, cleft upper lip. And there's one, the the younger versions, what would you say, 10 years old? 11, yeah, 10 or 12 at the oldest. Um, and then you've got a middle-aged version, probably around 40, and you've got an older version, around 75, somewhere in there. Uh, they all move in the same way, same mannerisms, and in unison, essentially. And the one thing that clued me in that there was a third world is because sometimes that cleft palate isn't on the, or the cleft lip is not on the same side of the lip. I don't uh, know if you noticed that or not, but initially it showed up on the left side of the lip about two or three episodes in, it started appearing on the right side of the lip, but then in other scenes, it'd be on the left side of the lip. And I'm like, wait a minute, those are different versions of this same character. There's another world out there. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't remember when I was quitting that there was at least a third world, but it was that definitely was not the clue. Mm. That that was the one that really hit it in for me. But these people were going and eliminating just side characters that you wouldn't have thought anything of, you know, before. Um to gain access to whatever, like the secretary in the power plant. Like, why are they even talking to this lady? Well, come to find out, she had 
the ledger that had the key for the power plant, you know, so yeah, we'll kill her, which was crazy. Um, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, we're going to kill this pregnant lady. You're like, wow, uh, it's just some fucking, you know, ruthlessly killing a pregnant woman in cold blood just to get a well, key. Gives, the ending gives that context, a better context now, not mm-hmm. just a better context. Yeah. Like, so it becomes Jonas's mission and Martha's mission. They have to find what is called the origin, what has created this never-ending loop, the the knot, as they refer to it. So they're trying to find the origin. And it's insane what the origin turns out to be. <laughs> or what they perceive as the origin, and right. then that's not even it. Yeah, like, uh, like, like I, I absolutely loved the... Because when I was watching the beginning of the show, I was just sitting there like, this is a really clever way to do time travel. You have this like cool paradox fixing thing, like it's dope. Um, mm-hmm. And then it got to the big reveal of like the third world and the third world being technically real. Um, and the third world being the original world that the other yeah. two spawned from. And that, yeah. And then what the other two are constantly doing. I was like, that's a really, really smart way to handle time travel and paradoxes. Holy shit, that's mm-hmm. really clever. So um, what had happened, and you know, we're I mean, we're gonna have to spoil some things, but we're gonna try to keep it as spoiler free as we can. Yeah. Um but a character in the first in in the origin world, the prime world, suffered such a tragedy that he wanted to create a time machine to go back in time and fix it. Now, this character is seen in the first two seasons, but no context is ever given, you know, as to who he is or what he's doing. And this one you learned, he lost his family. He wanted to go back to prevent that from happening. And when he turned his device on for the first time, instead of going back in time, it actually split time. And as a result, created two alternate dimensions that ran parallel to that world. And as a result, the people in these worlds, their lives started occurring. And it would just repeat over and over and over again until the loop could be closed. And it was fascinating because you end up having characters who are like Charlotte Doppler, for example. In the first season in Jonas's world, she is the chief of the police department. Um, She has two daughters, Francesca, the older daughter, about 16 years old, and Elizabeth, younger daughter, about 11. Elizabeth is mute, and she has her husband, Peter. All right. Well, in the the second world, Martha's world, that we focus on in the last season, her older daughter, Francesca, is deaf, and Elizabeth is not. And instead of Peter having an affair like he does in Jonas's world, she's the one having an affair in this world. 
Um, so certain elements are slightly different, but everything still happens. Like it's still Ulrich having an affair in his family in both worlds, but in the second world, instead of with Hannah, he's having the affair with Charlotte. And Hannah's actually uh, pregnant, and he's living with her and divorced from Katerina. So his kids resent him. Uh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> and then there was that but, whole offshoot episode about like dirt, like before it was like World War One. Or after World War One? Well, there were there were like yeah. Um, so Ulrich in the original in the first season went back. He went through the portal because he was in the caves trying to find Mikkel. He went back to 1953. Um, 1953. That's what it was. And he ended up being stuck there for the rest of his life. Katarina. At the end of season two, you see her go through a portal. She ends up in 1986 in that world. Uh, we learn that she had an abusive mother. She finds Ulrich in the institution. She's going to get him out. But her mother, who was abusive and cruel and terrible, worked at the institution where Ulrich was. And she's like, I'll get the key card from her. And I'll get you out tonight. And then her mother ends up killing her. It's insane. Yeah. But, but like, you know, when I made the reference to Charlotte a minute ago, turns out she is, she never knew who her parents were. She was in the care of this person that she thought was her grandfather. Turned out no relation. She never found out who her parents were. Well, her parents in that world turned out to be her youngest daughter birthed her in the future. <laughs> so she ends up giving birth to her mother in the present. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to say this without, without dogging on the show because I really think you should watch it. I really keep in mind everything I'm about to say 100% go watch the show. Watch all three seasons. It's fun. It's great. But again, hearing you talk about that and being excited about that, it's so hard for me to be like, yeah, man, that was nuts when I know the ending. Well, I mean, there's still, I mean, that that ending, it has weight. It has, it it has impact. Weight. Yeah, it has tremendous impact. Like, it's um, so cool to sit there and go through each episode, and at the end you go, what the fuck is going on? Where is this going? It's nuts. It's crazy. And then that ending is just, it's a bombshell. Yeah, it it's really worth the is. Journey. It really is worth the journey. It's just, it's so hard for me to get into, like, a second viewing. No, like, no, I, can't I get stress that. that. I can't stress that enough, because, like, the stuff you're talking about is rad. Like, when they start delving into all that kind of shit, and it's it's really getting into the, like, hardcore science fiction stuff, Mm -hmm. loved it to death absolutely yeah. loved it and and then learning more about these four family lines and how they're all so intricately intricately intertwined in ways that we had no idea um, yeah you know it's like okay the one person who we didn't think was that significant at all 
turns out to be pretty much the patriarch of a completely unrelated line that started generations before by him in the past. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> I think that's what the thing also a little bit for me. Um, I, I'm glad I had, I, I'm glad I had a lot going on this last week because I had, uh, I had to watch it in parts. And I feel like if really if I had sat down and watched all of it in one go, my brain would have been melting out my ears. Dude, Misty's was. I had to mop it up, put <laughs> put, put mop it up, brush it into a dustpan, pour it through a funnel back into her head. It's <laughs> um, so like I would look over at her at the end of each episode, and she would just have this look on her face, and like smoke smoke would be pouring out of her ears, billowing upwards, and then shit was oozing out of the bottoms of it, dripping off of her lobes onto her shirt. Be like, oh, your brain's fried, huh? She's like, uh huh. <laughs> Dude, because it's a fucking trip. Like, the whole show is a. It, the, season one goes, all right, dial up to four. Season two goes all the way up to seven. And shit, then season, season three two breaks that off. Yeah. Season, season two, I would say, I, w- I, would, I would go a little bit higher. I would say season one cranked it up to a six. But I, I think season two. Season. No, oh, you, said you said season, season one, one, four, season right, two, right. six, or seven. I think season one would be cranking up to about a six. And you think that's just wow. And at the time when you're watching it, you're thinking they turn this shit up to 10. But when they actually get to season two, they turn that shit up to 12. And in this, they just fucking broke the knob off trying to get it to 20 and beyond. Is whoa. It's it's again uh, not something I've ever seen in sci-fi before either. Uh, like I, I've watched, and I know Josh is the same boat. I've watched a shit ton of time travel. Doctor Who has a huge Deus Ex Machina called the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, time uh, and relative dimension in space. Um, you know, Bill and Ted and Back to the Future. Their their vision of time is one way. You go forward, back, and that's it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But like one of the things that I've always enjoyed about certain time travel stories, um, and, and Back to the Future ch- kind of does this a little bit, is the butterfly effect, where yeah. um, you know you, your past self affects the future, yada yada yada, and it seems like most of the characters in Dark follow that until it's like, nope, you remember that thing that Doctor Who said about a wishy washy like ball? <laughs> yeah, time's not linear; it's more of a wibbly wobbly timey wimey ball yeah then that's uh, pretty much what dark does with it right, right <clears throat> because exactly. it's not just lateral you know forward or back they added in that dimension now you're changing not only are you going say from the future of this world to the past you're going to the future of this world to the past of this world or the future of this world to the present of this world or the past of this world to the future of the other or it, it's it's right, it's wild. not it's yeah it's not actual time travel that's the craziest part about this show it's this is how they avoid paradoxes mm-hmm. um which is extremely clever like it's really fucking clever um and and you know when you have older versions like three iterations of characters interacting with each other in the same place you get like you a ha- Council and, of uh, 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 what the fuck's his name? Um, Reed Richards, Council of Reed. Oh yeah, 
it's just like, okay, here's past, here's here's present, future, and far future, or you know, past, present, future versions of and seeing like certain characters interact with their same versions of themselves from another world. It's just mind-blowing. It's just like, okay, what do I have to do here? I've got to make this person believe this. You know, work. It's brilliantly done. It will make you think and wonder, and some of the things you'll be able to pick up on, but there's no way in hell you can predict what really happens. No, it's it's literally impossible. I, I, I adore time travel stories, but there's a very clear reason why um, uh, the the writers of Rick and Morty avoid it. Um, because they literally have talked about how they have never figured out a way to do time travel that makes sense. Um, yeah. So they, they avoid it entirely. And it's fucking nuts that this is like one of the first stories I've ever seen that does time travel in a very, very, very safe, contained way. And brilliantly. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's why I'm saying that. Cause again, doing sci-fi as tough as it is doing mm-hmm. time-based sci-fi is even tougher unless you have something where you're just like, fucking forget about the, the ifs and ands and what's and how's just, it's a fantasy thing or goes, Oh, we have a magical, uh, it didn't matter button. Yeah. And dark goes, <laughs> you thought, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, man, like I, I, I could not figure out exactly where the show was going at all. And when it hit that like last episode and they were kind of like revealing a lot of the shit, like right there. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was like, I didn't, what the fuck? Like I, I had no clue. And no. then you see like the montages of certain key events happening, like in another sequence and seeing how it's all fit. And you're like, Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They really did a good job at, at making that a surprise. Mm-hmm. Really good job. Like, it's why, again, I I've, I could not have stressed enough. Like, We love having you here. We're going to try to avoid spoilers for the people who haven't watched it. But if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Good Lord. Like, it is. It is. You will enjoy it. It's yeah. fascinating how it makes you give a shit about characters that. <sighs> And, and here's the thing. I don't say don't matter. All, but... all the characters in this show are inherently tragically flawed. And yeah. you understand why they are inherently tragically flawed in the end. Yeah, I think um, a good a good tragedy needs to have its its main characters uh have deep, deep flaws because that's that makes a tragedy a lot more entertaining, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I do like how uh, um, there was there. <laughs> it's funny. I've talked about this in the past, uh, and and this is a Shakespearean rule: tragedies have to end in tragedy, comedies end in comedy. That's just how it works. And there are exceptions to that rule. There are uh, 
there are tragedies that end on a happy note and there are, and I think a tragedy should not end just end in tragedy. I think a tragedy should be very bittersweet, but the right yeah. kind of bittersweet. So like this show does that right is my point. Yeah, I it absolutely. Yeah. I had to come back. I was going on a tangent. I had to come back to it, but this show does tragedy correctly. In a way, the show is Shakespearean. Yeah. Now that I really put context uh, to it, like it kind of Shakespearean a little bit. I agree. I'm trying to avoid spoilers too at this moment. Yeah, it's tough because it's the end of the show. I don't know. It's. I know I've said it like 80 times at this point, but it 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 does time travel very they're very uh, uh, cleverly. Um, it's not a show that you can just passively watch. And I think I've said this about season one and two. Yeah, you can't passively watch it. You have to pay attention. And then it's still going to make you just second guess anything you've seen. And it's going to confuse you at times. And you know, a lot of times it will answer the questions you had from the previous episode and an episode or two, but it also gives you more on top of that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty wild. It's, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's worth a watch. It's worth, uh, it's worth a visit again. Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. It, I mean, I highly recommend the show. Yeah. 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 It's so weird for me to say this because I I don't want to make it a slight. It's it's like, like you said, you want to go back and see if there's any clues and stuff like that, and I just don't care to. Yeah, like I'm and, really. You know, that's going to vary. That that that's going to vary from person to person. Um, you know, me, I like to go back and find things uh, and say, oh, wow, and then knowing the implications that it's going to have make me view it in a new light or will I still, you know, yeah, I, I, I understand the whole, like, man, that's an investment. And I know what happens in yeah. the end. I don't know if I can go through that again. I also get that too, but it's, it's really going to vary from person to person, but it's absolutely worth watching all the way through beginning to end. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's, that's kind of my, my thing right there is like, if it's a movie or a really enjoyable video game, um, I 100% put like, I'll, I'll revisit it, but like a mm -hmm. TV show, I never do. Oh, really? Like, yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things where like, like I've rewatched, um, uh, oh God damn it. Fight club and sixth sense. And a lot of those movies that have a surprising ending that have clues in the movie. If you know what to look for kind of thing, mm -hmm. I've watched those movies a hundred fucking times. Uh, maybe not a hundred. I'm exaggerating, but I've watched those movies a ton of times, but I've never revisited a show that did the same thing. Hmm. Uh, tons did of you ever watch? Did you ever watch Lost? No. <laughs> so Lost is a funny story. Um, I should have gotten into Lost. I should have stuck with it, but I was expecting a show about people surviving on an island after a plane crash. That's what I legit went into the show expecting. Nothing more, nothing less. 
and I saw a polar bear on the island. This is like episode one or two, no joke. And I th- yeah, and I, it was it was early on in the first season. Yeah, and I said, "Fuck this show! It doesn't make any goddamn sense." And I walked away, not knowing that it was sci-fi, not even picking up on that it was sci-fi. And Dude, you uh, should totally go back and start watching it. I've thought about it. Uh, there's a bunch of it, it's, I gotta watch first. It's but. it's really good. I mean, there are times when it kind of feels like it's losing its way a little bit, but I think it ends strongly. I watched the ending. I uh, I watched. Oh, the, okay. Uh, yeah i i I kept up with it mostly because my family was really into it. My brother and, and yeah. my dad especially. And I remember um, when it ended, it was it felt like one of those cultural moments that you didn't want to not experience like i didn't yeah but i watched the finale yeah uh, which it's really i get what you're saying like the season the series finale to mash uh you know which actually happened before you were born but i remember it um i watched it but yeah you know there are certain things like fuck the last episode of cheers yeah Uh, (laughs) that was a big one uh, the the last episode of uh, Seinfeld, like you said, the last episode of Lost. I mean, those are big cultural moments. Now, Dark doesn't have that cultural significance. Uh, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately. But it's just as big, if not bigger in a lot of ways, if you've invested in it and given it the time that mm-hmm. it deserves it's absolutely a huge moment that end. So, yeah, um, I, uh, I de- like, I, I definitely want to, uh, I'd like to watch some analysis videos on that. I would like to sit down and, and like listen to what other people have broken down about, mm-hmm. about the show. I just definitely, well, I, just there's, have, I just don't have the desire to sit through all that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a fandom wiki, uh, and there's also an official, official actual website for the show. Um, you know, and we can link those uh, in the show description too if people want to go and check those out. Yeah. But I know there's several channels on YouTube that are devoted to it that Misty has watched that I have not watched because I didn't want to have any tainted biases or anything beforehand. You know how I am. Right. Um, yeah, but, uh, dude, I've been doing review podcast shit for a goddamn long ass time. And every single time I'd leave a movie or, or something to that effect with a friend that was on the podcast, it was a silent ride home. <laughs> We didn't want to taint each other's opinion, and we yeah. avoided reviews until we until we actually sat down and talked about it. So, totally get where you're coming from. Yep, yep. But now that we've got hours out of the way, we can do that. That's <laughs> As <true>. time permits. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you literally just stopped watching. You just finished maybe twenty minutes before we got on to record. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, uh, you okay to record tonight? I was like, yeah, I can do that if it makes it easier for you. Yeah. So. A lot of that has to do with the fact that my dad has a lot of new medical stuff going on that I have to be a, uh, I have to sit in on the uh, doctor's calls. 
Um, yeah, because I'm going to be helping a lot. Yeah. Well, my my dad's getting old, and I got to help. Yeah. But um. But hey, it, it just gives me more free time tomorrow to play Witcher three. Play um, with what? Witcher three. Witcher three. I heard Horahari, and I went, "What the fuck is that?" Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just gives me more time tomorrow to play on Witcher three. I'm actually doing a new game plus version of it now on ultra hard mode. Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. <I've>, uh... <laughs> You're you're talking like you got to be super fast with your reflexes because you're I'm I'm getting one and two hit killed in places because when you do new game plus you keep all of your shit and you keep your same level well the enemies also scale upwards in their difficulty like okay I finished uh, like level forty two started back over all the enemies like that would have been level one level two. When you first start a regular game, they're like level 42, 43, 44. <laughs> and I'm like, mother fuck, they're not making anything about this easy. And on ultra hard mode, when you like meditate to rest, you don't regain your health automatically. So you're constantly consuming food uh, to rebuild your uh, health back up. That's so amazing. It's like, fuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I never recommended that game to you because I knew you'd fucking love it. Oh, I absolutely love it. And here's the thing. Like, all the weapons that were super powerful at the end of the first playthrough, they're shit now. Starting over, it's like, yeah, this is a great sword. Nah, base level swords are better than that fucking sword now. It's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have fun. Have fun rebuilding this. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm having a lot of fun doing it. It, it I, uh, is a lot of fun. And Steam on uh, last week on sale, they had uh, Witcher 1, Director's Cut, and Witcher 2, uh, Game of the Year version, whatever, on sale. I got them both for a combined $4.48. Nice. Goddamn. Nice. Fuck yeah. I know that if I'm you a have... Thrifty, uh, I'm, a, I'm a thrifty fucker that way. If you have Game Pass on Xbox Live, I know that it's still on Game Pass. So if you already own that, you have it. Just download it. Yeah, play. well, I don't have an Xbox. I know. I'm just letting our letting our listeners. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when it came to Game Pass, I, I, I tried to replay it again, and I just, I don't know what it is, man. Like it's those types of games just lose my interest super fast. It has it's nothing to do with the game either. Like I think that game is gorgeous, and it's, it's oh yeah, really well written. Its controls are fucking mm. tight and great. No, no complaints. It just loses my interest like that. It's, it's, it's so. I don't know why. I cannot. I have no reason, no explanation. Dude, I got to get these books because I know the video game, the timelines, and certain things are different from how they happen in the books. Yes. And yeah. we know there's a lot of nakedness and fucking in the show. There's an equal amount, if not more, nakedness and fucking in this game. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of like, uh, videos and stuff of, of the moments in the game that have that. And, you know, it's not done in a tacky, like, porn way. I mean, they're tasteful about it. You know, you see yes, a little bit of a little bit of nipple, a little bit of uh, buttocks and shadow here and there, but nothing like, you know, you're not seeing any 
front bits and penetration or anything like that. <laughs> what I'm doing right now is uh, going through all of the Uncharted games since I didn't ever get to play them. I just oh, watched. fuck yeah, those are a delight. I just finished uh, the second one. Oh, two is so good, and a lot of people are like, two is the best one, and I used to think that too until I played through four. Um, I think I would rank them. I would, I, I would rank them, uh, and from best to least best because there's not a bad one. I would rank four is the best, two is the second best, three third, and then the the original being the least best. You know. And, that's, and again, that's putting it like on a scale of of all of them are fantastic. Yeah, they're all great <laughs> games. It's just they continually get better. Yeah, and three, even though two is better than three, there are elements in three that are more fun than two. I just think the story is a little bit better overall in two than three, which is why two just edges out three for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they're they're great games. I'll be trying to play four or three. I want to try to play three. Oh, I might get Wonderful One Hundred One tomorrow for the Switch, so three might be put on hold. You ever played that? No. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the production company, but they made Bayonetta and a couple other games like Bayonetta. Mm, okay. I think Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Okay. Okay. Um, God damn it. Give me two seconds. Anyway, they had this game. They also made Beautiful Joe. For, uh, oh, the people, okay. Or the people who made Beautiful Joe work for this company now. But um, this game plays like nothing of those games that I just named off. But it was for the, originally for the Wii U and uh, Platinum. Jesus Christ. Platinum Games. They also worked on Okami. Yeah, yeah. So the people who made Wonderful 101 made Beautiful Joe and Okami. But they don't, that's when they worked for Capcom. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So now they work for Platinum Games, who made Bayonetta and Metal Gear Solid. I might be wrong about the Metal Gear Solid one, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. But Wonderful 101 looks like a superhero game where you use civilians as uh, teammates, and then they you can like shape weapons out of the teammates hmm. or like a, a chain to get across gaps or something like that. It's really weird, but again, it was only for the Wii U and it was at the end of the Wii U's life cycle um, or middle of it. Anyway, it didn't do very well because the Wii U didn't do very well. And uh, they um, platinum games came out and they were just like, well, we'll, we want to do a remake. We want to remaster it and release it on the switch, but Nintendo has to give us the go ahead. And Nintendo was like, sure, but we're not going to give you any money for it. Like you got to fund that shit yourself. Um, so they went to uh, social media and they did a Kickstarter. I think it was, it might've been a GoFundMe, but they got it. Nice. They got it. They got it funded in like a day. No joke. It was that quick. Like an A. Yeah. So once that was done, there was like a bunch of other goals that they made and they finally got it available for the Switch. And now I'm going to rent it, even though it's been out for like a month on the Switch. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why Gamefly got it so late, but I'm looking forward to it. I never got to play it, so it always looked interesting. Hell yeah. 
But if I don't get that tomorrow, then I'll be starting up uh, Uncharted 3. I know that I want to finish Uncharted 4 and 3 before Ghost of Tsushima comes out. Do you know anything about that game? Uh, just a little bit. We talked about it last week, I think, because that was one of the things that we saw for the... Uh... Oh, the PlayStation event. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that comes out of the 17th, and I'm... I'm looking forward to it because it's like Zelda the Breath of the Wild, but Samurai. Nice. And, uh, of course, the same day, which I'm also going to try to rent, is uh, Paper Mario Origami King on the Switch. Oh, yeah. That looks interesting. I like the battle style. Like, it's not like it still keeps you engaged, but it's still like turn based. Have you seen what that looks like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with this yeah, okay. it's it's fucking yeah, I'm interested. I want to play it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um well, if you couldn't tell, um I eat uh <laughs> I have a gummy that has some uh, adult herbal botanicals in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh it helps me sleep in these trying times, so don't judge. But I took one before we started recording, and I think it's starting to hit because I'm starting to lose interest or not interest uh, attention real quickly. I, I I have to tell you a funny off-air story then, right after we get done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. All um, right. But that's gonna Fo- do it. For- yeah. Good. Go <laughs> I was just gonna say, follow all of our links down below to follow us on the social media. Um, you know, if you want to follow me. Uh, I'm on Facebook under my regular name. Uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts are linked there. You can catch me on other shows every other Wednesday on uh, the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on a show called Figamangin'. And then every Friday night at 9 Eastern on MPSP Theater. Um, I am just to touch back on it. There will be a link down below to the GoFundMe. Uh, for my friend, New York Mike's son, Jaden. Uh, so if you if you can, please donate to that. And I will also put in the links uh, to the wiki and the official website for Dark for anybody who wants to check those out because they're really cool. Uh, but yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that. And then, Mike, I love you and I miss you, man. Oh, but that's me, Greg. Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on all the social medias and under Chub Rock Geek. Did you uh, say fight with me? No. It's what it sounded like. It said <laughs> you can fight with me on all the social medias. I was like, damn. Well, I would say that if I had a, if, if things weren't as rough as they are, I am trying so hard to reduce my blood pressure. It's not even funny. I have done a lot of things around here to just reduce stress due to the fact of what I told you off air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's totally understandable, man. Um, so yeah, I, I'm in the, in the, in the realm of wanting to argue on the internet, not so much right now. Uh, but, um, it's okay. I've more than picked up your slack. <laughs> yeah, you have Good Lord. You have, um, but yeah, guys, uh, yeah, just all social medias, Chubb Rock geek, uh, 
I really do want to try soon to do a um a Jackbox stream. Jackbox. Yeah. Uh we'll see what we can do. I know this Saturday is is Fourth of July and I'm gonna yeah, try to that ain't, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing is, I know that DoorDash, like on on holidays, they give a lot of extra money. Um, oh, well, fucking work it. Yeah, I was like, we don't celebrate Fourth of July, uh, not for any other reason than it's just we're too old and don't care. Um, or they're too old and don't care. I don't care. Plus, the fireworks make my dogs scared, so I just try to calm them yeah. down. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna try to work that day, but. Hopefully, maybe next Saturday. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, I know I really need a Jackbox night. I need a good night with friends to laugh and yes, oh god, have a yes, I do need grand that. old time. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to our social medias. Everything down below my social medias. If we do, do decide to do that, when it'll happen, and we'll probably make a cool like uh, little picture to go along with it, like we normally do a um, ad, if you will. May do so. <laughs> uh, we don't have anything we're reviewing next week, guys. We're just going to do another uninhibited next week. Um, I know that the next show that we're even remotely thinking about watching is uh, at the end of July, which is uh, Umbrella season Academy. Two. Two. Yep. Season two of Umbrella Academy. There might be something before then. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Uh, I know that there was a movie that just got released on uh, on Netflix that I wanted to see, but I don't know if it's. Uh, review where they i know that here's here's a surprising little thing josh uh my mom can't stand musicals she's never uh, she never can watch musicals every time i try to get her to watch a musical she hates it she says to me it just doesn't make any sense they're talking and they're 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 acting and all of a sudden they break out in a song so she says every time has she ever seen cannibal the musical oh i doubt it i tried to get her to watch that oh my god i love that fucking movie if she has, it's very passively through me and my brothers, but um, it, it doesn't matter what musical. Like, I think Chicago is a fucking fantastic musical. My brother was in a musical when he was in high school, Guys and Dolls. She could barely sit through that. She was just there because Josh was in it. Like, I'm not joking. The only musical that I really dislike that I've seen full, like, from beginning to end is uh, Grease. I could never get into that movie. I tried. I gave. I tried, and I hated it. <laughs> I'd say one of my favorite musicals of all time is. Uh, uh, um, I have the characters and everything in my head, and I can't because this is the gummy guys. Hi, the gummies here now. <sighs> Feed me, Seymour. Why am I drawing a blank on oh, that? Little pet, little pet shop of horrors. <sighs> little pet shop. Or of little horrors. little shop of horrors. Little shop. Yes. Yes. Sorry. You're fine. Uh, look, I couldn't remember the damn name. It's okay that you got one worded and incorrect. <laughs> I that's my. I think it's one of my favorites. I fucking love. Never that. watched it. Really? No, I know. I never watched it. I'm. I, it's. It's less of like, what are you doing with your life, and more like I'm actually kind of surprised you've never seen it. It feels I like never made the, I, I never made the effort to seek it out and watch it. I uh, need to rectify that one day. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I know they're trying to do like a remake or some shit. I don't know if it'll be any good, but I'll see it. I really like I really like it. It's it's a uh, it's fun. I I would I would recommend seeing the uh, Rick Moranis version. By the way. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, yeah. So she so she she texts me today and she says she wants to see or she wants to watch Hamilton, which is coming to Disney Plus on the third. Oh. And I figure if we're up to it, we can review that. Maybe. Yeah, that's a maybe. I know Madison watch would love to watch it because she's yeah. obsessed with it. She loves musicals. Turns out my daughter does. Hey, 13 years I- old and she loves musicals. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I let her watch Sweeney Todd, the Ooh, Johnny nice. Depp one. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a great fucking movie. Uh, and she fell in love with musicals and she's like, <laughs> I found there's this musical called Hamilton. She came in here and she was just bawling. Yeah, I was like, oh, so. Yeah, you know, I, I've been avoiding, I've been vo- avoiding watching or listening to any of the music of it because I want to see it first. Yeah, same. So I'm really happy that there's a version coming to Disney Plus and literally today of this episode coming out. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely I'm I'm watching it regardless, but we'll see how we feel in a week's time. But uh Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just very like I said, my mom doesn't like musicals. She's not really into rap. So it was really weird for her to say that she wanted to see Hamilton. She's also not into history. Like, will we be watching uh, a trivia? Her brain's her brain her brain's gonna melt. <laughs> it's 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 just weird. But I'm like, hey man, you want to watch it with me? Let's watch it. I, I want to watch it really bad, so I'm trying to watch it with my parents. Um, awesome. The uh, there was something I was gonna mention. And it completely left my mind. Oh, that's what it was. You mentioned that uh, Sweeney Todd and one of the questions that came up on the the show The Wall, which my parents and I watched because they really like... We were like the trivia together, but um, was uh, what street does Sherlock Holmes live on? Is it Fleet Street or Baker Street? And Baker uh, Street, 221B. Yeah, the, the, the people playing hit Fleet Street. And I went, no, no. Oh, my God. No, that's where Sweeney Todd had his barbershop <laughs> set up. And so my parents God were damn just like, it, people. My parents were like, pretty sure it's Fleet Street. Is it Fleet Street? And I was like, no, it's not Fleet Street. And they were like, how do you know? And I was like, because that's where the demon barber lives. And my dad yeah. just gave me this weird look like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, the movie Sweeney Todd, the play Sweeney Todd. And he just goes, oh, the demon oh, barber that- of Fleet Street. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so that was really funny. But uh, anyway, guys, um, that's enough chit chat. Uh, again, join us next week for just whatever the hell Josh and I want to talk about, and I'm sure it'll be interesting. I hope it'll be interesting. But um, you guys stay safe. Uh, yeah, have a good. safe Fourth of July holiday weekend. Be in responsible. A lot of, in a lot of places, uh, in most of the country, huge spikes in coronavirus numbers. So please be safe. Yep. Wear a mask in public. Don't, you know, lick anybody's hands. Mm, Asses, we're totally okay with. Just, you know, practice safe hygiene. We're not here to shame your kink. Um, (laughs) I mean, I honestly, I think we should be be adopting the bow or the the butt rub. Because shaking hands has always been a bad idea. Oh, ass slapping is always a great thing. (laughs) I mean, I did it. Um, 
one of my friends, funny story, you know, I always joked about, I never met him in person until this past year in Reston at TFCon in October. But the joke, the running joke was, you know, every t- when I see you in person, I'm going to grab your ass. And dude, when I saw him there, he didn't see me yet. And I walked right up behind him and I just, both hands started squeezing his cheeks right in front of his wife. And he's like, oh my God, he's actually doing it. <laughs> he said it out loud. I was like, what? You thought I was fucking lying? <laughs> oh, he he, uh, he played the game and lost. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you look at. <laughs> you say he won. Shit. Yeah, he did win. Because <laughs> I grabbed his ass all weekend long. Every time I saw him. Oh, that's fun. Because, you know. It don't bother me none. It doesn't affect me in any way. I'm comfortable <laughs> with my sexuality. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Just a, it's not like I'm touching his bare ass anyway. It's through his pants. God. <laughs> it's like you're arguing with somebody. These fucking so liberal futures want. I mean, that's the few <laughs> Guys, I think we should end the podcast. Yeah. Greg's starting to feel it. It's hitting hard. It's a it, first off. It's a it's an edible. Edibles always hit harder for some reason. They just hit oh, later. <laughs> I'm not from experience firsthand. I've seen experience secondhand, and that has to do with the story I'm going to tell you as soon as we get done. All right. So yeah, let's get out of here. Let's wrap this bitch up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Remember, Black Lives Matter. Wear your goddamn mask. And. Uh, well, Pride Month is over, but you know what? Fucking happy Pride. There you go. Yeah, Pride never ends. Pride never Pride ends. Ne- Pride never ends. And you know what? Just be nice to each other, goddammit. Have as, empathy for your fellow man. As Patton Oswald's uh, uh, late wife would say, it's, it's chaos. chaos. Be, kind. be kind. All right. Take care, everybody.